1: in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Can you see it?
3: Did you know this? check, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he
1: scores! To the line. Hughes turns. Take to the two first career NHL goal. Quinn Hughes
0: makes it one-nothing.
2: You're listening to Canuck's Conversation.
0: Quite used the reporter here. Like I don't I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash.
3: Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted him in at Valentine's Day. Wow.
1: Really? We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What our house. Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, snores. We'll
0: Hello Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks conversation. Delivered to you by the great folks at DoorDash. Ding dong. Use promo code CONVO DD. Capital C, capital D's, all one word. CONVO That will get you twenty five percent off and free delivery on your first order with the DoorDash app. Doesn't get much better than that, folks. My name is Dave Guadrelli, Joined as always by the man who built the Place, Chris Faber. Our technical producer is Alex oh. Lard high above rogers arena this is the canucks conversation podcast and chris i busted out the sunglasses today i'm back in my bobby mccown era era because i am ready to uh to bring the hot takes today with roberto long what the hell are you doing with your camera i tried uh, i tried
3: screwing around with it to mess with alex he's got me upside down again i see what you're he's up upside
0: to. down what'd you do
3: Well, Alex has got me upside down again. I tried flipping my camera, but it automatically registered. It's like a phone when you flip it. I thought (laughs) my camera outsmarted me. So technically, Alex hasn't outsmarted me. My camera outsmarted Alex, which outsmarted me. So actually, that puts me at the bottom.
0: Uh, we're gonna get, to, down we're gonna get to we're gonna get to the Longo stuff in a sec. Uh, we should mention that. Speaking of Canucks legends, uh, Mike McKenna of Daily Faceoff is oh, going yeah. to join us. Uh, the man who once also on. famously o- look over
3: towards me. You look like a rapper. You know the rappers in in their music videos. They got that the white ring in their sunglasses. I see that all the time. If you look over towards your your light, look at that. You look like a rapper. Quads. I do look. I look sick. Young North from Vancouver. I look like Canada. Uh,
0: you, you seen the Incredibles too. Actually,
3: yeah, it looks like the weird eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, That's right? Great. You've seen The Incredibles 2? No, I haven't seen The Incredibles oh, 2. I've seen The Incredibles as well. I've also. But, I've seen The Well, you
0: don't get this reference then. Incredibles 2, or that girl from, uh, you seen Spider-Man into the multiverse? Mm, maybe. Animated Spider-Man with Miles Morales. I might have
3: watched that on a flight. I, I don't watch movies. I told You know this. I don't watch movies. I know, movies. neither do I, but those are two classics. You I, I think I've seen that one, actually. Yeah, the one, uh, what's that song? Sunflower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's much. it. That I one. Look like yeah, that the, one's uh, on
0: there. The girl uh, Olivia Octavius. Oh, okay. Remember? Okay. Anyways, sure. uh, we should also mention Mike McKenna joining us on this episode. Hey, you brought up DoorDash real quick.
3: Well, one thing about DoorDash, to tip your drivers around this time. You're whining about the the weather coming in here, how cold it is. It's so cold. Tip your drivers. They got they they're out there in the cold, especially here in Vancouver. They're all on scooters. You know, like I've told I've told this, but they're all on scooters all over the place. And look okay. at this, Alex and I was screwing around with Alex before the show here i got my energy drink. i haven't opened it yet because look at this look at i can i can screw the green screen and this is a canucks convo because of the green screen it's a canucks convo branded uh energy drink look at that let's talk to the folks at ghost alex you can clip this and send it to him please (laughs) send this to ghost and let's get our own flavor of uh the canucks convo uh energy drink how cool would that be
0: Okay, speaking of sponsors so who actually again, pay I have, us. I've
3: outsmarted the green yeah. screen again. Okay,
0: like I said, speaking of sponsors who actually sponsored the show, uh Zephyr Epic our are presenting sponsor of all guests and Mike McKenna is going to join us. Also, you cut me off. I was in the middle of starting to tell the Mike McKenna story about him getting claimed on waivers as soon as the Canucks traded for him. And that just, you know, that's what started uh, Mikey DiPietro's NHL career, right? Remember this? Anyway, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that another time, but Mike McKenna is going to join us and Zephyr Epic is the presenting sponsor of all of our guests. So you can go to Zephyr Epic, Z-E-P-H-Y-R, Epic. They've got you covered for all of your trading card needs as Faber holds up a Nikita Triampkin card to the camera Green for those screen. of you on the live show. Uh, hockey Season is the promo code you're going to want to use there. Capital H, capital S, all one word, Hockey Season. That will get you $5 off your order at ZephyrEpic.com. Check I'm them out on these, all.
3: Uh, I'm selling these Nikita Triampkin cards. I will pay you a dollar to take them. <laughs>
0: Uh, check them out on all platforms. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be a good time with Mike McKenna today. Uh thanks to our friends over at Zephyr Epic. Okay, he's they're, gonna join us in about uh, 10 Cyber minutes time. December Monday
3: deal over at Zephyr Epic. It's over. It's over, it's done. It's December, but this is a good time to get your gifts. You order them now. The shipping's normally pretty quick. Probably get them before Christmas. I can't guarantee that. Quick. I can't make any guarantees. Or you head down to the, the the store in Surrey, and you can use our promo code in uh, at the store. Hockey right. season. Kick open the door, like you said. And I say you kick. O- it's a metal door, so I'm not oh. too worried about kicking in their door. So kick in the door at Zephyr <laughs> Epic and tell, and just scream hockey season. They'll give you five dollars. after Jeez. you spend fifty bucks.
0: Okay. Uh, please don't actually do that, folks. Uh, that that would not be good. Okay. Yeah. Is uh, that uh, hold on? Oh my gosh, That's, you got to uh, stop, man. we, no, we got to get to McKenna there, in 10 minutes. Satire, I believe, is what it's called. Right? Keep it. All right. Yeah, that was satire, Chris. Mm-hmm. Excellent use of the word. Okay, Roberto Luongo. says
3: you're looking like a rock star.
0: I, I don't care. I, Corey I don't... says, quads, it's only minus one. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's colder than that. Um, okay, Roberto Luongo. The Canucks announced late last night that he's going into the Ring of Honor oh, immediately. Geez. Uh... The backlash is unbelievable on Twitter, especially. Although, I got to tell you, I saw on Facebook. Oh, you were in the beat, comments, eh? The comment <laughs> section on Facebook were saying he shouldn't be honored at all. Wow. Uh, and then... The, yeah, the I mean,
3: uncles, they don't forget. That's the thing about the well, uncles. Well, here's they don't the thing.
0: The thing is the main reason that everybody's using is that... Oh, well, he retired, and, uh, you know, this caused the Canucks to have that recapture penalty. They didn't put him on LTIR. Satyar Shah of Sportsnet 650 reported this yesterday. The story's up on Canucks Army right now. I was texting with Sat about it last night just to confirm we had all the details right, but... The Canucks had an opportunity to reacquire Luongo to put him on LTIR, to require uh, reacquire that contract to put him on LTIR. They passed up the opportunity to do it. This was when Jim bedding was still the GM of the team. They passed up the opportunity to do it as an organization, uh, bear in mind, and then they got hit with the recapture penalty. And then, as Lachlan pointed out in the story on Canucks Army... Then the recapture penalty was used as an excuse of why they did a bunch of bad moves. Like It, it was used to defend uh, Braden Holpe's buyout. It was used to defend Jaroslav Halak's extra year or whatever. The, the thing that they're paying him right now. Mm. Um, it was all used to defend that. So again, I don't want to get into that aspect too much. But I honestly, like after seeing that report, I'm not so sure I buy the whole... Uh, and Sad also mentioned that Luongo was kind of, you know forced a little bit into retiring by the Panthers. I know if I forced is a strong word and I don't want to say forced, but probably I don't want to say guided either, but you know, probably pressured, but you know, he was nothing f- illegal, but just, uh, it was please retire.
3: I think they were okay with him.
0: retiring. Yeah. I think we'll they were that. fine with we'll it. Say that. And, and Longo as somebody who works for them still, I think he was okay with it too. He's um, looking good. he was looking happy today at the, uh, the presser too. It was good. I know. And, and here's the thing. And Lachlan's writing this right now for Canucks Army. Lachlan's really pissed about this, by the way. Yeah, I've seen him on Twitter. Um, He's not happy. Lachlan is writing this right now, but he makes a really good point that if the Canucks don't retire Luongo's number, they're probably never going to retire another jersey. Until we have, like, multiple kids and we're, like, way older. This isn't going to happen for a long time. There's nobody else that could get... get their jersey retired. And Eddie Lack tweeted this out uh, yesterday because I think it was Wyatt that asked him to weigh in. And basically what he said is, yeah, retire Luongo, ring of honor for Kessler. It's that simple. You're welcome. That's what Eddie Lack said. Um, And and
3: again, like... I think Eddie's on the sauce again. The sauce and talk. He's a ring of fire, ROF? Oh, whatever.
0: (laughs) Um... Uh, Like, I I have trouble disagreeing with that. Like, again, and again, I I hear this argument, and I hear people say, the only argument that I personally am willing to listen to, I'll listen to all of them, but the only one that I really am like, okay, I see where this person's coming from, is when people say, look, if you haven't won anything, you can't just keep retiring jerseys. Like, you can't fill your rafters with a bunch of jerseys of players who haven't won anything. I get that.
3: Yeah, but you can't go 50 years without having some, some players that played good enough to have their number up there. So that's the other end of the argument. And
0: when you look at who's up there, right? Like, nobody wants to be mean to Stan Smiel. And I totally get that. Stan he has got the heart of a Canuck, okay? To me, and I understand he was the first one that got his jersey retired. I'm not trying to disrespect Stan Smiel at all. Stan is a nice guy. Even though you you had that thing against Oh, him for I'm not him. Uh, bringing that back up. No, we're not. Um but like when you look at the terms of what the ring of honor is and what Jersey retirement constitutes or what constitutes Jersey retirement, excuse me, you kind of look at it and you say, okay, like, yeah, Stan Meal should probably be in the ring of honor. No problems that his Jersey is retired, but I'm just saying like you have this precedent and I'm not saying that every, everybody who, you know, has a heart and soul cannot should have their Jersey retired. That's not what I'm trying to say, but I'm trying to say, you know, I don't personally have a problem with Stance Meal's Jersey being retired. And I think anybody who does, I think you need to check your priorities personally, but the point here is that the precedent you're setting by putting Luongo, your best, the best goalie in franchise history, at the same level, exact same level, as Kirk McClain, who I, I understand had that playoff run and a lot of people are very nostalgic of him. Career numbers aren't great. Numbers with the Canucks aren't that great. He had a really good run in the playoffs. Luongo is the best goaltender in franchise history. And I didn't really care about this that much until I really started to weigh everything that was being involved here. And I think all we're setting ourselves up for, to be quite honest with you, Chris is to look back in 10 years and 15 years. I don't know how many years to look back and say, wow, that was really weird when the organization didn't retire Luongo's Jersey and put him in the ring of honor instead. Cause you're going to look up there. We're going to look up there for 15 years when we hear about injuries and whatever we're going to be hearing about in 15 years we're gonna look up and say, it is mind-boggling that Roberto Luongo's number one isn't up there with some of the best Canucks of all time. Like he, he, he's in the, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's a first ballot Hall of
3: Famer. And he said it again today. He said it a lot in the past. His, so you mentioned it, first ballot Hall of Famer. He he has said it throughout this whole time with the Hall of Fame and here in Vancouver. He said it today. His best hockey was played here in Vancouver. The best moments were in Vancouver, whether it be at the Olympics in 2010 or whether it be his time as a Vancouver Canuck and the good teams that they had. He says it often, which is interesting because he's a Florida Panthers employee. He's very comfortable saying like his best times, his best play was with Vancouver, whether it be, and you know what? Like that's the other thing. Like I, I know it doesn't really get included into like retiring his number, but the dude won a gold medal here as well. Like, yep. that's got to be a boost just to to what people, how they view him. And I think that's why you're seeing this Canucks community be so, so in favor of his number being retired. I, I, I'm i not super passionate about this. I don't really care that much. I, But I also think, like, if I was in Lou's shoes, which there's uh, a rhyme, um, if I was in his situation, I, I wouldn't feel like super great about just going into the ring of honor like that wouldn't push the needle for me at all like that wouldn't that wouldn't be like oh great hey like call my wife hey yeah, yeah like I'm, I'm going into the uh the ring of honor for the canucks like to me it would take his jersey being retired to even push the needle a little bit
0: Okay, now l- let me get to this comment because in the live chat, True Sight jumped in here and said legends are made or broken in championship games and Lou rattled his team letting in 17 goals in Boston. One win in Boston equals Jersey retirement. No debate. Why is Marcus Naslund uh, have his Jersey retired? This, this argument doesn't yeah. hold water. Like, Luongo got that team to the playoffs, right? Like Luongo was, he is, he is the best goalie in franchise history. This, this team could not, and I understand the 2011 team very different than the teams Marcus Naslin was on. Those teams couldn't do anything in the playoffs because they didn't have a goaltender. You have this goalie graveyard for years. This, this market, right? The, this team is known as a goalie graveyard. You get this guy who comes in, gives his heart and soul to your team after you go out and acquire him, right? gives you some of the best seasons of any goaltender ever, enough to get him into the Hall of Fame as a first-ballot Hall of Famer. And I understand... Would have been
3: hard for him to do that without the time in Vancouver.
0: I understand that playoff success, you know, it it matters, right? I, I totally get it matters. And again, this isn't an argument to say Marcus Naslin shouldn't have his jersey retired. I'm just saying... People are really liking to move the goalposts on Roberto Luongo, and what I'm saying is that the manner in which the goalposts are being moved right now by the organization and by the some of the fans right now is going to lead to us just looking back. I, I'm just saying we're going to look back and say they really messed that up, and there was that moment of hope last night, right, when the organization, uh, now it wasn't an organization decision, obviously, but... You know, it looks like after all the backlash, they deleted the first tweet saying Luongo was in the ring of honor, reposted the same one, backlash didn't stop. Um, there was a lot of negative replies uh, in the replies there. Now, again, we don't know for sure if that was done by accident or if that was a calculated decision by the social media team or whatever. We're not going to get into that. But, you know, there was that moment where everybody's was like, wait, did they see all the backlash and decide to retire the jersey instead? No, doesn't appear to be the case. And again, like the other thing, didn't really seem like there was a lot of uh, you know a lot of like they didn't really consult Luongo or have a conversation with him about it right and it was just a call to let you know it was a call from Jim Rutherford to let him know yesterday this happened this happened the day that it got announced right um like Luongo said today when you when you chatted with him um that this kind of happened very fast. This happened yesterday and he was excited when he got the call and you know, he was asked about the difference between a Jersey retirement and ring of honor. He said, you know what? It's not, that's not my call to make. Um, it's, it's an honor to be in the ring of honor. And he just kind of left it at that. And obviously he's not going to publicly say like, yeah, I should probably have my Jersey retired, but you know what? Like I give some credit to Luongo for even accepting the ring of honor, um, placement into the ring of honor because you know, I, I was talking to some people behind the scenes who basically said like, yeah you know if they ask him to go in the ring of honor i wouldn't be surprised if he just basically told them where they could stick it
3: yeah because i i look at the ring of honor like a little different like jersey retire i think is is for a player like luongo who was that good for your team at the time for for a decent amount of time as well like the ring of honor to me is more of the player that you loved in the community the player that had one or two big moments but was also around for a long time like like Alex Burrows is a ring of honor guy to me, right? Like his Jersey wouldn't be retired. He wasn't yep. that, he was a good player, but he wasn't at that level to talk about Jersey retirement. He's a fan favorite. He's the type of guy you want to see in the ring of honor. Like, you know, Kevin BX, a ring of honor. Um, it just, even like Matthias Olin ring of honor, like these type of players that you, that were very well liked for fan bases by a long time. Like, like it, where's Alex Edler going? Like Alex Edler isn't going to be, have his, his Jersey retired, right? He was here for a long time. He was here on the 2011 run. Like I don't know where you said it because like he he also spent more time than than Luongo did. He if has they, a lot of records
0: still with this team. If they for defense. retire Alex Edler and they yeah. don't retire River that's what I'm saying. Like and that, that that all goes back to what I'm saying about how. People are gonna look back at this and just say this is this is a mistake. Like this is weird that the organization didn't retire jersey. Okay, we're gonna to get to Mike McKenna. There's we'll enough people
3: though. Yeah, let's get Mike in on this too. There's enough people. Like we're seeing online, we are seeing a lot of of uh, people not liking the situation with the Ring of Honor. But you're you're right. Like and we've seen a couple in the chat already. Some people are, are very okay with him not having his jersey retired. Yep. So that's that's what makes it interesting for me, and that's why I just I don't think that there's like a middle ground. Of putting yourself in the Ring of Honor, I don't look at the Ring of Honor at the same way as like a lower version of having your jersey retired. I think it's a completely different spot to have respect from an organization to go into the, what the Ring of
0: Honor is. Yeah, okay. And we'll we'll get uh, Mike McKenna's thoughts on this. Daily Faceoffs. Mike McKenna joins us now. Uh, Mike, how are you today?
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. I'm hanging
2: in there, man. I got sunlight, but it's pretty cold in St. Louis. It feels like I'm in Canada right now, which is appropriate <laughs> considering my daughter's going to be on the ice in a couple hours. So it <laughs> just feels like another hockey day here. How about you guys?
3: Uh, doing pretty good. I mean, it's, it's a big night tonight. The, they're going to be honoring the Sedins, honoring Luongo. He was in town today. We chatted with him a little bit. Mike, I guess we'll just start there with Luongo because Quads is fired up today, as you can see. He's- He's burning with heat. I don't think it's just the hat. Uh, But uh, we're going to see Luongo be honored tonight. Uh, We have also heard that he's going into the ring of honor. What do you remember from Roberto Luongo as a Vancouver Canuck?
2: Uh, Just that run to the Stanley Cup Finals more than anything else. I mean, he obviously had some really really consistent play um, over that time frame. But I remember it more than anything because... You know, I was in the building for when the Vancouver Canucks played against the St. Louis Blues during that year and in the playoffs and thought, man, I'm really getting to see something special here with Luongo. Um, And then I can remember even when I went through the Western swing for the first time with the Tampa Bay Lightning, and this was 2009, and just getting to watch Luongo practice. And this was somebody that I'd really looked up to for a long time in the NHL. Um, I thought he was on the edge of the technical curve. I loved his style. I, I just really admired him. Uh, and I remember watching that practice with him and I think Ian Clark on the ice with him and thinking, wow, this is, this is pretty detailed here. I wish I had this. And, uh, <laughs> and lo and behold, I ended up getting to work with Ian Clark later on in my career and ended up being Roberto's teammate briefly in Florida, um, which was pretty amazing. But yeah, I think he'll always be remembered for that run, but I think he'll also always be remembered for taking the walk on the, on the what is it, on the, not the levee I mean this is I'm in the middle of America here I'm thinking of levees because <laughs> of rivers, but he took a walk on like the you know the water side or whatever in the play, before a playoff game and then how everything went south with with Tortorella and, and Eddie Lack and everything it just got so weird there at the end um that I feel like it left kind of a sour taste in everybody's mouth and how it finished with Luongo and Vancouver.
0: Okay, so that sour taste—people have been talking about it. People have been bringing it up a lot because this is a raging debate right now. Mike, where do you lie on the—you know—they're putting him in the Ring of Honor. Where do you lie on this debate? Does Longo deserve to have his jersey retired by the Vancouver Canucks?
2: I don't. I don't think so. Um, and I'm, I'm tough about retired numbers. You're going to run out of numbers eventually, you know. Like if if you're going to retire somebody's number, to me, they need to be in a city for a. I mean, a decade plus, pretty much their whole career, win some hardware, you got to be pretty special to pull that off. And I'm not saying Luongo wasn't special. Uh, what he did for it, with the Canucks is it's, it's pretty unbelievable when you look at the numbers and where the team went. Um, but does he reach, you know, Kirk McLean status, cult hero status? You know, I'm not. I'm not sure. I just... I have a hard time for retiring numbers and the whole ring of honor thing is kind of foreign to me because I don't have experience with franchises that have that, you know, I think it from even listening to you guys, before I came on with you, I think it's a cool way to be able to acknowledge greats of a franchise without taking it the step further and saying, Hey, this number's never going to be worn again. So from the outside looking in not being a Vancouver Canuck fan who this is who it really matters for It's what they think, if anything, less the franchise it seems appropriate that he's in a ring of honor as opposed to retired number, um, but I'm sure that that's a debate that could go endlessly. Considering again just how proficient he was in net for a long period of time. Yeah,
3: it's rare to see Vancouver fans voice their opinions on Twitter, but we're seeing a lot of it right now, and that's that's a joke, by the way, Mike. Um, <laughs> I, I I gotta I gotta switch things up a little bit because Quads loves goalies. You are a goalie. I'm anti goalie, so I gotta talk about uh, Tage Thompson with you a little bit. One <laughs> of my favorite players to watch. And I know you wrote about the same thing with him. Just talk me through yeah. what you're seeing with him in today's game, because it, to me, like the combination of size, speed, skill, I, I know that like the contract kind of shocked everyone when it happened, but now you're starting to see this guy sort of cement himself. Like, what are you seeing from Tage Thompson that you don't see in any other player around this
2: league? Well, you can't deny that. He potted 38 goals last year and he's on a pace now to maybe get to 50. You can't deny yeah. that. That's what's happening. Um, and I think if anything, what we've seen so far this year is that last year wasn't a fluke, you know, and there's reasons why this has happened now. And um talking with Marty Buron last week a little bit, who does, you know, longtime NHL goaltender, who's now turned analyst in the Buffalo area, works for the Sabres games, he said, you know, Don Granado, the head coach of the Canucks, really made a smart decision to put Tage Thompson at center. He'd been a wing previously and and When I played against Tage, it was 2017-18 in the American League, and Tage was more or less a one-time threat on the power play. Mm-hmm. He, didn't, he looked kind of disinterested. He was easy to knock off the puck. Our team knew it. Our team wanted matchups against him because, frankly, he looked like somebody that thought he was too good for the American League. Mm-hmm. And this was the impression. I could be totally off base, but what you see on the ice is the opposing team is generally what scouts and other people up in the top of the building see as well. And so I think he had a real maturation process to what he's done to come where he is now, but going to center freed him up. It gave him more space to roam and work with. And a guy that's 6'6 and has the reach that he does, those hands work well in a bigger format and setting. So that's number one. He's got great chemistry with his line mates. Jeff Skinner and Alex Tuck have been really good alongside him. Chemistry with Skinner, uh, a really powerful skater and Tuck that can keep up with what Thompson does with the puck on a stick as well. But more than anything, his hands are just incredible. Like for a big man, we haven't seen hands like this. I don't want to make insane comparables here, okay? But like you're 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 starting to reach into like Lemieux territory of somebody mm. that big that can dangle with a puck, okay? And I'm not saying he's Mario Lemieux. There's been few of those. Um, but that's kind of what you're looking at. He can stick handle through things and do it with a power that wasn't there when he was 20 years old. Now at 25, it is. Uh, and that contract is actually starting to look pretty good for Kevin Adams, the GM of the Buffalo Sabres.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think Todd Bertuzzi brought it up when we had him on a couple of weeks ago, just how much he loves watching the evolution of a power forward and seeing what that's happening. Oh, I, so fun. I, I think of Skinner, just like how much ice Skinner must be getting with those two big bodies playing on his line there. He must just love the spot that he's in right now uh, with Buffalo and at least the, the line that he's playing with. And uh, we can get back to goalie talk now. I know quads is itching for right. it. Uh, we got to ask you about your <laughs> thoughts on the situation here in Vancouver. I mean, We've seen Spencer Martin and, and Thatcher Demko, I think, post pretty similar numbers when you're talking about save percentage and the simple stats or goalies. Um, goals saved above average. We're, we're seeing a little bit of a difference there. Spencer Martin's played a little bit better when you start to look at some of those. And, and his record kind of shows it as well. Spencer Martin has won quite a few more games here uh, than Thatcher Demko this season. But... That was one of the things Canucks fans were kind of locking in as as not having a question mark going into this season and you know that's how things happen in Vancouver. <laughs> you think something's a lock, it hasn't happened so far this season. What what are your thoughts on what you're seeing from the outside looking in here with uh, Thatcher Demko and what's going on early on this year?
2: Well, to me Thatcher really had no choice but to carry the mail early in the season you know spencer martin didn't have a big track record at the nhl level demco had earned the right to play a lot of games and you just look at how putrid that vancouver team was in front of him especially early and you know you kept hearing it from uh, from jim rutherford who i keep wanting to call him the gm because he's the only mouthpiece <laughs> of the team and you you i wonder if patrick alvine is just a, a hologram i don't know if he exists but um <laughs> You know, I, you continually hear Rutherford say, we shouldn't be doing this with the goalie we have. We should be good. Blah, blah, blah. Well, Demko couldn't make up for the fact that Vancouver had one and a half quality defensemen at the start of the year and a bunch of five sixes to play to fill out the rest of that group. And it's not just that. It's also the system. Like, it just been massively loose in front of him. And I think if anything with Demko, you could see it finally started to wear on him. There were some goals that surprised me a little bit, but when I went back through everything, he wasn't getting beat clean by shots. He was tracking the puck pretty well.
0: Mm.
2: If anything, I thought he was sitting a little bit low in his stance. Uh, and I thought that maybe he was a little bit aggressive at times with his depth on depth on some rush chances. Um, and I thought he, you overutilized RVH occasionally and he'd get stuck in that save selection or post integration would kind of prevent him from arriving on time. Occasionally, Um, and that's kind of symptomatic of things that you've seen with some goalies that use Clark's system. They can't over-rely on RVH in situations where I would prefer not to be in it when the puck's in the corner or along the half wall. Um, But largely, I think, you know, when it comes to that comparison, Vancouver scored more goals in front of Martin. They've played a little better, okay? (laughs) It's just kind of how it's been. Um, And I think Spencer's had a couple of really big games that have probably buoyed his his numbers. Um, So basically, long story short, I think Demko hasn't been great, but I think he's really had a tough sled in front of him with that club. And I think by the end of the season, you'd expect Demko to be better as his team hopefully improves as well. Uh, Numbers-wise, statistically speaking, you just hope that his confidence can stay at a level that's decent. Because, man, when you're watching pucks fly by you that many times at the start of the year, it can wear on you and turn into a bad season real quick.
0: Mike, you brought up post-integration, RVH, music to my ears, Faber's seething over here because I talk about that stuff and he gets super upset about it. But uh, you you brought up confidence there, and I find that really interesting with Thatcher Demko. My question for you is just how much of what Demko is going through right now is between the ears rather than what it is on the ice?
2: I I really don't think it's a whole lot with him. He's a pretty strong goalie, I think. It's just there have been – if you look at his body language compared to other goalies in the league that have struggled – I think his body language has pretty, been pretty good, okay? Like, if you look at Jack Campbell, it looks like he's been stabbed in the chest eight times every time a puck goes in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you look at Cal Peterson, how goals have gone in on Cal Peterson, who was just waived on Wednesday and subsequently cleared waivers today, it looked like Cal Peterson wanted to cry after every goal against. Mm-hmm. Like, you could see it on his face, you know? And, and Demko, to me, has managed to stay pretty even keel like obviously there's disappointment involved and you can see it occasionally Um, but I think outwardly he's been pretty good with it you know it's just occasionally the chances and the goals against that go in where you know I can remember one shot from the point that just somehow got under his pad and it was kind of like what is going on here is what I think Demko is thinking, right? It's like, how do I, for him, I think it's more about how do I think my way out of what's going on as opposed to always me. I just, I can't, I'm not doing this right. What's wrong. I I just think for Demko, it's kind of, come on, man, let's get this together. Like you can outthink this, we can figure out a better way. Um, I do think he's a pretty mentally strong goaltender and, and, and yeah, I mean, he's, I think he's maybe you guys object. I think he's been, you know, shown pretty decently lately. I mean, yeah. of course, there's going to be a couple blow-up games here and there. Um, but it's starting to turn a little bit more in the right direction. It, it was interesting,
3: actually, today with Roberto Luongo. And, and he joked about, like, once he discovered Twitter and was able to, like, have some fun, not take himself so serious. I, I wonder if there's not the same moment I don't want to see Demko start making jokes on Twitter full-time. <laughs> like, I mean, maybe it'd be fun. It would be cool I to would. See. Yeah. I I'd love was, to see that. <laughs> it, it something like that would be great. But, I mean, it, it, it with him, like, he's still... I know that goalies come into the NHL a little bit older than some of these 18 year olds out of the draft, but I wonder, do you think there might be a point where that something clicks with him to kind of just change his mindset a little bit? Because I do think that, that though he's a mentally strong goalie, when things are going strong and the season's just like a long grind, I do feel like when there's the down moments, it might be hurting his play from the way that he's kind of reacting to being scored on or just not things going his way. It feels like,
2: well, you have to find fun and you have to find joy in what you're doing. Mm. And, you know, for Luongo, I think that was a release for him to be able to have a social media outlet, even an unconfirmed one. That wasn't him, but it was him for so long. It was the biggest inside joke in hockey, it felt like. Um, and for me, I utilized it the same way. I had way more positive interactions through social than I did negative. Mm-hmm. You know, even when I was getting lit up for different teams, it wasn't that bad. And I also, I mean, I, I didn't have expectations on me. Everybody thought I was just a call up anyway. That was a warm body, which actually was true. Um but I, I do wonder, like, even when Thatcher, I remember when he got called up and I subsequently got sent down. You know, you remember that from four years ago uh, when we made that flip-flop. Yeah. You know, we saw each other at the hotel in, in Toronto, took a picture together, we put it out. Um, I was happy for him, you know, and I'm still happy for him. But he hasn't used social media since then, really. You know, as like, mm. far I believe Twitter is just gone for him. And, and I see this with players that I always wonder when that goes away if there's something more to it, right. If they just, if they don't want to do it, if they don't want to deal with it, if it wasn't fun for them. Uh, and that's hard to say, you know, maybe he just decided, Hey, I, I'm just focusing here. I don't want to deal with it. Um, but it's one of those things that you, the more you can talk to somebody, if you could talk to them one-on-one in a locker room, you can get a feel for what they do when they get away from the rink to really find some joy in life. Um, and it's just easier with some goalies to gauge that when you find out, wow, oh, this is a person that has other outside interests. Oh, oh, they can make fun of themselves and the other things. So, um, I think as long as Thatcher can find something off the ice to keep him mentally occupied, satisfied, it goes a long way to how you perform on the ice. Yeah,
3: it just, feel, you know what, like from, I'm in the locker room every game, every practice, just feels like there's something a little sour that's not allowing that to happen right now with the Canucks. That's kind of what it feels like with, yeah. you know, even talking to Pedersen, talking to Demko, like when when they're down... There's not something that's going to kind of get them out of it right now. So it's a difficult spot. Well, that'll happen when you lose that many games in the third period. <laughs> this this <laughs> so. is very true, yeah. I, maybe I do know why it's happening. <laughs> well, hey, Mike, we appreciate you uh, taking the time today, and uh, I'm actually glad because today is December 1st, and we've already hit our monthly quota for goalie guests, so <laughs> I don't know, have to it. talk goalies the rest of the Perfect. month. I'm I glad love it. I can help. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, appreciate it, man. Uh, keep up the great work over there at DFO.
2: You got it, anytime. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having
3: me. You betcha. There he is, Mike McKenna joining us there. So Great good, guest. Good
2: insight. Great uh, guest.
3: Into goaltenders. As well as, uh, I had to sting my Tage Thompson question there. I wasn't doing a full I, 15 year you know We've fact- done
0: 31 minutes of goalie talk in the show. It's my dream. The fact that Mike had that answer about Tage Thompson being a one-time threat, at the AHL level, like remembering playing against him. Mm-hmm. Couldn't have asked for a better answer, I don't think. Uh, so again, our thanks to Mike McKenna. All of our guests are brought to you by Zephyr. Epic free shipping on any order. Uh, over $50 Canada-wide. Go pick yourself up some... Uh, hopefully you make better decisions than my co-host over here who picks up Nikita Triampkin cards whenever he can. Um, how's Triamkin doing, by the way, in the I, KHL? Say, I
3: haven't even heard. I haven't even looked at it. In okay, a well, time. you
0: start talking about Abbotsford. I'll find Nikita Triamkin stats.
3: All right. Uh, what are we getting to here, Abbotsford? We don't want anything. Uh, you don't want to wrap up anything from McKenna? You're okay?
0: No, I mean I disagree with them. Obviously, that, yeah, for sure about about Luongo going to the uh, the jersey retirement thing. But again, like, the, like McKenna made a good point that you know it's kind of what I said earlier about you know you can't just keep retiring guys' jerseys if they haven't won anything for the organization. But again, it's just I don't know, like. Honestly, I, I don't know what to say. All I'm mm-hmm. going to say now is just that I think when we look back in the, at this, I don't know how long it's going to be. Um, hopefully, we're still around doing this. We'll see. Um, when we look back, I think we're going to just look at this as a failure by the organization. And just uh, a, a interesting, is a nice way of putting it, yep. uh, decision. Uh, Nikita Triamkin, just wanted to get this quick. Uh, 34 games played this season in the KHL. Two goals, seven assists. Uh, and he's a plus... 13, last season, 45 games, two goals, seven assists. So he's already matched his point totals, his point outputs uh, from last season in the KHL. Don't call it a comeback. Quads, flip your
3: light back on. I want to do something for the YouTube folk real real quick. Sure. Alex, look at this. I've, I've found what I think quads looks like. You can flip me. Uh, you can bring both the cameras up here. No, not just me. Look at this. This is what it is. It's the, the Leica G6 music video. I know that song. I don't know if I can play the, the video. I don't think I can on YouTube. No, but I'm just going to let it run through here. That's what your sunglasses look okay. like. Because they, they, they got a, the ring light on them the whole time. You're from the, uh, the. That's a great song, too, by the way. I used it is. to. Back in my
0: uh, 650 days. What was your. Uh, that was one of the songs I used to come back to. What with was your lot. anthem in like grade seven? Like, and not uh, you specifically. Seven. I'm talking about what was played at the school dances and stuff. Because for oh. me, it was Thrift Shop by Macklemore. That was the big song at the time. And I know um, I'm going to make a lot of people make a lot of people feel old by saying that was the song of the year when I, I was in grade seven.
3: Yeah, that does make <laughs> me feel old. Uh, but my song of grade seven was um, "Grills" by Nelly and mm. uh, Paul Wall. That was a good song. You've probably never even heard. Never it. Never heard it. No. Um, what else was big? No, I was I was, uh, I was into the hip-hop back in the day. I used to wear a flat-brim hat all the time. Oh, yeah. I've, I've seen the flat-brim flat hat. Different ones, <laughs> I've yeah. seen the flat-brim hat. Okay. A lot uh, of basketball Abbotsford, jerseys, too. I used to have a lot.
0: Abbotsford sweep.
3: Let's get to it. Okay. Uh, yeah, so the Abbotsford conducts their first sweep of the season at home. They won uh, They won last night. They won the night before. A couple of big wins against the Bakersfield Condors, the team that knocked them out of the playoffs last year, and uh, got a chance to chat with Danila Klimovich last night. Uh, I was happy to see that he came out and wanted to do some media. Um, the request was put in PR asked him, he was comfortable doing it. So shout out to him for that. I think that's great for him to, you know, I, I love that a player would want to just come out and do, he it.
0: was probably told, he's like, Hey, there's no other media here. It's just the guy you like talking to. Yeah. It's just that guy. And, uh, that you've talked
3: to a bunch of times and, uh, the Abbotsford guys, that was just it. But, uh, he came out and talked and, and you know, I think like, you know, I like the fact that he's trying. It it was tough for him to do, and it takes him a few seconds to kind of get a sentence together, but he's learning, and he's much better than he was last year. Um, So some interesting quotes. I'll I'll read off a couple. Um, So he put up a a goal yesterday, or sorry, two days ago, put up an assist last night, uh, and he talked about confidence a little bit after putting up, uh, you know, back-to-back games with points. He said, I've got more confidence right now, but I need to improve and need to be more focused on every shift. Then I'll be in good shape. Um, asked him about a couple other things, like if those are the best games that he's played, Klimovich said, yeah, I think it's my best games because I was focusing, uh, in playing and I'm playing better than I was at the start of the season. And also just talked about, uh, learning from the coaches, what they understand, like understanding what they're saying to him as well. And then I asked, so, so yeah, like all this cool talk about Klimovich. He also only had one shift in the entire third period. And I've, I found it interesting because I was looking at the bench and I was like, is he still on the bench? Like, is he still there? And just as I'm looking on the bench, uh, I see Jeremy Carlton, who's the head coach, go up to Klimovic. Like, grab, puts both hands on his shoulders and says something into his ear for about, you know, 10 seconds or something. And then that was his shift. He went out there and did that. So I asked uh, Carlton about that. And he just said, like, he needs to get back to what he was doing yesterday. He had a really good start. Uh, his first game of this two game set was excellent. I think it was the best game Klimovic has played in his AHL career. Scored a goal in it, but just looked engaged. Uh, but then he made a huge mistake in the second period where he just was not getting back quick enough and, you know, it ends up uh, letting up a Condor's goal at the time. So um, there's still a lot of work, but I think there was definitely some positive progression over the past two games here from Klinovich, which is great to see. Uh, I want to bring up Christian Wolanin as well because, like, okay, so I watch Riley Stillman handle the puck a lot, uh, whether it be a Canucks practice or in NHL games. I also watch Christian Wolanin handle the puck a lot in the AHL, and Christian Wolanin looks like he should be able to handle the puck at the NHL level. As, as, like, a third-pairing guy, or a seventh defenseman, he looks excellent right now at the AHL. I think he's deserving of a shot to potentially down the road be someone who Vancouver might want to give a shot. Uh, if they're not really wanting to run with Kyle Burroughs long-term or if you see an injury to an OEL or a Myers and one of those two needs to move up into the other guy's spot, well, Layden, I, I think, should get some NHL games at this point this season. Right now, um, I asked him about it last night, like, what's he working on? What does he need to do to get to the NHL level? He's not focused on that at all. He called it the business of the game. Um, And he doesn't worry about the business of the game. He's just worrying about winning games with Abbotsford right now. Big team mentality guy. Um, But he set the point streak record last night for the AHL uh, Abbotsford Canucks. Ten points. Ten games in a row he's gotten a point. He's got 16 points in those ten games. Sorry, it was ten games. You're right, yeah. Yeah, so he's more than a point-per-game player in the AHL right now through 18 games. Like A lot of the things he does offensively remind me of what Jack Rathbone was doing last year in the AHL. But I just... I found it interesting because Wollanen, as much as you try and tell me that Rathbone's killing penalties, he wasn't killing penalties last year. But Wollanen is the first defenseman out there killing penalties hey, for Abbotsford as well. He, he was
0: doing it for here uh, in
3: preseason too. That's and I asked him, I was like, "What? Like, what's your confidence level in your own game?" And he's he had a tough stretch as well, battling through. The COVID, uh, what what was those extra players called? The Black Aces kind of? But they had it the whole season. Yeah, was the a taxi squad. Taxi squad, thank you. So he was a taxi squad guy, right? Didn't play for a long time, then had a shoulder injury, uh, and that kept him out of the lineup. So he just said, like, coming out wanting to try this new organization, the chance that they gave him in preseason to play in those games and, and big situations in his final preseason yep. game, he felt really good. He feels really good about where his game's at right now. Uh, and like he said, he doesn't want to comment on the business. So His call ups and, and assignments to the HL aren't something that he wanted to worry about. But I tell you, th- this guy, like he's he's got the physical traits. He he can move the puck very well. We saw him in that preseason game. Everybody fell in love with him. That's why we got the Super Walen and uh, logo there that I just saw up a second ago. There he he, is.
0: Uh, he saw the traffic and the snow uh, on Highway One and decided he didn't want to get called up.
3: I just you know what you see this many you see like Riley Stillman struggle tonight. And you see Burrows not strong. Just struggling. guessing? That well, no, I'm saying if, if you do, right? Which we've seen a few times this year. Yeah, like yeah. Where if, if an injury happens, I, I I look at that defense group down there and I think, like, we've seen Noah to be called up a couple times. We've seen Rathbone been up here for a while. Let's see what Will looks like, right? Like, this is a guy you signed to the AHL and, and you hope that he can maybe be some depth and maybe he can be a guy that you can use at the NHL level as a seventh, eighth guy. I, I just think he's been so good at the AHL. Like, you watched him last night. He's in control of the play all game long. Right, like he he is a he's just a strong, an extremely strong AHL player, and I I want to bring up one of the goals today. I'm going to show it on YouTube here, uh, or yes, yeah, so the people on YouTube can watch it. Like the plays that he's making, like the this is to me like a very high quality play that he's making at the point here on the power play where he he skates around and def- like he controls the puck at the top. He skates completely, like dangles that guy, breaks his ankles, gets a really good shot on net. And then Will Lockwood ends up finishing. Like these are are really good puck handling traits that he's showing at the AHL level here and just smarts to to find better shooting lanes, find better passing lanes. I, I really like what what Will Lanon's doing right now. And uh yeah, I, I mean like I I would like to see him at some point get a shot at the yep. NHL. After that preseason game early in the year and what he's done so far in the AHL, absolutely deserving of it at this point, especially what you're seeing with the other guys. Not necessarily Kyle Burroughs, but Riley's still
0: been getting the lineup so much. Yeah, hard to disagree with that take. Absolutely. And again, we were talking about at the start of the year, too, about him being a guy that could maybe stick around out of training camp. We didn't see it, but what they've got right now is spectacular, right? Like Kyle Burrows included. Yeah, like, and quiet
3: night for Pod Colson last night. Didn't uh, He wasn't great. He had one nice little drive to the net, um, but... Um, just not a lot of great stuff from Pod Colson yesterday. He he had a way better first game than he did last night. And Jack Rathbone was sick yesterday. Um, that's why he wasn't in the lineup. And, mm. and um, Chase Waters, their captain, he's got an eye injury. He got banged up in that fight. So let's see what happens there. It might be long-term. It might be short-term. I'm not exactly 100% sure what's going on.
0: Great there, so. reporting. <laughs> it's, it's an injury. It might be short or long-term.
3: That's what I heard. I asked about it. They don't know uh, yet either. Yeah, okay. Um, you want to get to prospects here?
0: Oh, yeah, sure. I was hoping you'd get to Betway, but no,
3: no, no. Prospects report. All I got. I got some quick stuff here. It's not much longer, but I do have another clip. Uh, pull it up, Alex. There I am. Uh, this is Danila, Danila Klimovich's secondary assist in the game today. He or yesterday, he had a nice little setup here to uh, to Archie Baines, and then Archie Baines makes an incredible pass here. So Klimovich gets the puck, nice C fires on net. Baines gets it, nice backhand, no look pass to Will Lane in for the finish. Boom! All the players we just talked about there. Baines is, uh, you know what? Like this is a very smart player. This Archdi Baines kid, he is smart. He moves well, finds open space on the ice. You know, he's kind of in a bottom six role right now with this Canucks team, but I, I really like the way that he's progressing so far in the AHL. He's kind of been the the most one of the most impressive stories coming out of the HL uh, this season right now. Archdi Baines, and on top of that, another prospect update with Elias Pettersson. DPD. My guy DPD uh played a season high again. I just talked about it on I think it was Monday or Tuesday. Tuesday I think I was talking about he played a season high. He beat that season high today. He played a season high 15 minutes and 3 seconds uh in a 5-1 loss in the SHL. So 15 minutes of ice time uh for PD uh DPD in the SHL as an 18-year-old. You like it. You like what you see there.
0: You like what you see from DPD. Okay. Uh let's get to the Betway wrap up here. All right, Betway, Betway, Betway.
3: Pull it up, Alex. I got uh, Canucks game tonight. Obviously, they're facing off against the Panthers. Uh, We haven't had a good week. We haven't hit anything. We're going to make up for all of it tonight, maybe. Hopefully, I don't know. Betway, Betway. Uh, JT Miller, anytime goal score in this one, you get him at 175 over on Betway, 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 Betway right now. Uh, Plus 175 for JT Miller to score at any point. In this game, and then our other one, the big one. You know I love these ones. The over six point five total goals is it's just I, I don't know. Feels like a lock with the Canucks all the time. Do I think the Canucks are a lock to win? No, but I like it at plus six hundred, because if they win, I think you're getting a goal from Petey, especially coming off of that minus five eight quads. Like mm-hmm. he, he's good, you know PD's gonna be fired up for today's game. Um and over six point five total goals, I just think that's gonna happen. That happens in a lot of Canucks games. So you get that at plus six hundred on Betway, Betway, Betway.
0: Nineteen plus to play. Yeah,
3: you know what. All right, uh, photo from a listener, Alex. See it. Alex, can you pull it up? Uh, Choco Ball sent uh, sent this in. So we, we say our worldwide listeners, right? We always talk about the worldwide listeners. You yep. know this. Give us your photos. This is from Choco Ball in Beijing, China. Okay. Whoa. Across the globe, this is uh, the view from his office at Peking University of the Boya Pagoda. So uh, nice little view. Uh, Chaco says he listens to every episode at the gym or when walking the dog, which is a great, a great spot to be listening to podcasts. You walk the dog, right? That's that's one of the best spots to, uh, to get your podcast listening. I was talking to, uh, my pal Brad out there at uh, Abbotsford center. He listens all the time too. Nice. He says he's going two walks a day. He's going at a boy, Brad. Yeah. You go, you get the walks in. I'm not a big walking guy. I do it on the treadmill at the gym. You know, Thomas Trance. No, I trans tell me just 20, 20, 20,000 steps a day. That's good. I doubt it. I doubt it does 20,000 <laughs> steps. a day. We want to see the pedometer. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. I don't trust that one bit. He told okay. me he does 20,000 minimum every day.
0: Good for him. I can I see it. He's got it. a dog. He lives downtown. He walks everywhere. I don't know. He I walks believe, to the ring twice a
3: day. Have you ever done 20,000 steps in a day? I've never done. I've even on like days where I've gone on long walks, Okay, yeah, maybe 20, I've topped out at like lot. you know what we had a big walking day when we went to Edmonton last time. Remember that was yeah. I had about sixteen thousand that day. That yeah, was yeah, yeah. a lot of walking through Edmonton and um, YVR and YVR. So that was a lot of walking that day. But okay. I don't I don't know about twenty well, thousand. look at this view though, though of uh, in Beijing like it's
0: gorgeous. Yeah, podcasters look at the don't you? love the colors on, uh,
3: on YouTube here. People are seeing it. It's a beautiful yeah. view. Uh, okay. So send in your photos. Send yeah. a DM me on Twitter. I'll uh, we'll bring them up here on the YouTube. Yeah.
0: Okay. We'll and wrap it
3: up there. Thank you to Choco Ball for listening. Every yeah. Every day. So I listen to every episode at the gym. Are you a podcast at the gym guy? I, I I'm if I'm on the treadmill, I will, but otherwise I need like I need my music. Yeah, I got my music. I've been listening to uh Taylor Swift uh Enchanted this is the song I've been listening to on the gym. Fires
0: me right up. We're missing our heart and out. And this
3: other song from uh from uh, FIFA I've been listening to a lot. So you're all, I know you want to get out of here, you're off yep. of, your long weekend. Harmon will be in here tomorrow. That's right.
0: So what do you got planned tomorrow? work i still work while i'm gone mm. i just have other don't, stuff to don't do. believe it okay anyway uh we'll close it out there for my co-host chris faber and our technical producer alex allard my name is dave guadrelli thank you so much for listening to another episode of the canucks conversation
3: dj quads look at that rapper fit
0: thanks for listening to canucks conversation delivered by doordash
2: hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode how about keep it to a thank you jim